Welcome to Vox Vomitus, also known as Word Vomit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very special holiday edition of Vox Vomitus Eggnog Extravaganza. I am your host, Jennifer Ann Corden, the author of the award-winning novel, Beautiful, Frightening, and Silent, as well as the Hotel series and Pretty Ugly. Joining me, as always, is my Vox Vomitus Vixen, my special holiday edition of Vox Vomitus Vixen, (laughs) Alison Martine, authoress of The Bourbon Books, which includes Dibs, Since September, and Move on Melinda. Hello! It's just, it's just the two of us. It's just the two of us. So people are, if they're like um, tuning in going, oh, I wonder who they have as a guest. Um, no guest. The guest today is Eggnog and Mistletoe and Holiday Cheer. Exactly. Uh, for those of you who tuned in last week, uh, we were supposed to have CJ Cook this week, but she is unfortunately under the weather. So we were going to have her next week. So our holiday egg extravaganza, eggnog extravaganza, was pushed forward to this week. Which left me scrambling for eggnog last night. This is all I have left. So I will probably have to nurse it because. There's, that's sad. My husband really likes eggnog. It's good stuff. I went looking for eggnog last night and there was no eggnog to be had. I ended up with some weird pumpkin spice liqueur. No. No. Which was on sale for three ninety nine because Yeah, that's why it was on sale because that sounds terrible. Yeah. I was just like, Do you have eggnog? And they were like, We have this pumpkin spice liqueur and I'm like, That is not eggnog. That's not even well, close. It's not even close. I bought it anyways and now it's like in my fridge and it'll probably be there forever. Yeah, it's not like they offered you oat eggnog or almond nog right. or something that no, there's no. not even the word nog involved. Nope. No, no nog. Because I was like, It's nog involved. Does it say pumpkin spice nog? Huh. That's okay. I know at one point I went to buy a, what I thought was a flavored creamer and came home with some kind of rice drink instead. I really need to learn to read labels instead of just go, hmm, no. It looks the same. It looks the same. <laughs> uh, and Lori, so Jen's still not wearing her glasses, so I will be the official no designated glasses. reader today. Lori Schoenfeld says, love you both. And I've joined this season with you both. And we love you too, Lori. Yay, love you, Lori. So um, I will say thank you to my friends, Tom and Deb. We stopped by their house last night because we had borrowed some power tools from them. And I mentioned that I was searching for eggnog and they said, we have an extra quart of eggnog. <gasps> There you go, eggnog saviors. I know. I almost started crying. I was just like, <gasps> you're going to give me the nog? It's an eggnog Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. It's, it's okay. Miracle. I, I'm sure everybody in my house is tired of me calling everything a Christmas miracle because anytime anything goes right, I'm like, it's a Christmas miracle. They're like, he has two matching socks. That's not a miracle. I'm like, eh, he's wearing pants. That's a miracle. I was going to say for a five-year-old. Yeah. Oh, he's six now. Still. Oh, yeah, that's kid. right. Yeah. He's a and anybody who's listening, sex. yeah, we're talking about a child, not my husband. Why no. is he here? <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, that would be a, a different kind of miracle. A problem. different kind of miracle. So, so, good. So, good. <laughs> so I'm glad you and I get a chance to just like sit here and gab about the year we've had on our show. The year it's we been have, a year. It's been a year. It's been, it, it, in some ways, it's felt like uh, one very long week. Yeah. And in some ways, it's felt like 10 very long years. <laughs> in many ways, it's like we all were going, oh, good, 2020 is over. And then six days into January, it was already dumpster fire part due. So oh, God, 
And again, (laughs) January 6th, we're not going to go back to that. Like, we're not going to reminisce that much about that time, but that was supposed to be our show day. Yeah, no, I was going to (laughs) say, because we were, we canceled the show we had that day because we're going, is our government collapsing? We can't, we can't be talking to an author live about stuff and sipping our drinks. If our government is falling apart, what what's happening? So we're sitting there watching the news coverage live, and so now we're we're happy that 2021 is almost over, and we still have a functioning government and all that. But yep, it nothing's feel like- currently hugely on fire, close nope. to where we are. <laughs> True. I'm like, I'm going to be very specific because there's going to be people who are like, actually, everything's My still on fire. Yeah, there's still plenty of fires, but. On, on, but I do know that there are certain times where you go, we can't in in good sanity go forward with the show today because yeah. if we did that, that would be awful. But on other days, if we stopped the show every time something weird was going on, we could never have a show. I was going to say, we wouldn't have had any shows during 2021 no. or most of 2020. Yeah. I mean, we can hope 2022 will be better. I, I just... This is cross me. our fingers. <laughs> cross um, our fingers. Cross our something toes. that was great this year. Um, besides our show, we've had lots of um, amazing things on our show. Really great guests. We've read some fantastic books. Yeah, we our have. show became the number one video podcast on the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, which was a high point. We got to meet some of uh, our idols. Yeah, we did. I mean, <laughs> we got to wear blindfolds in front of Josh <laughs> Mallerman. It's true. And that sounds so sexy. Until you go back and like look at the show and you see yeah. the blindfolds that we I had. was wearing my my ten year old now eleven year old's panda sleep mask. This this was not you you had on your mask and I remember beforehand we were like comparing what should we wear what what kind of things should we do to get in the bird box feeling and you had your mask on and you looked like sexiness. Oh, that's when I had like a blindfold. Yeah, and I opted for like the weird goggles, the steampunk goggles. Yeah. Either way, you looked very sophisticated, and I looked like a twelve-year-old had wandered like out of his vulgar party with the goggles <laughs> on. I, it, if by sophisticated you mean like a fly, like I looked like an insect, then yes, I looked. You didn't so look like an insect. You People are going to go back and look at it and go, oh, eh. she kind of did a sophisticated insect. Steam, steampunk fly. Oh. Jeff Goldblum fly. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still emotionally scarred about Jeff Goldblum's fly. That was so yeah. gross as a kid. That's okay. I used that as a, an explanation to my son how teleporters work, and he was like, "I want a Star Trek toy." <laughs> he, he did not want to hear about turning into a fly. I'm like, "Well, just be really careful with what you do there, okay? If this is a functioning really teleporter, <laughs> just saying." So, um. So Josh Mallerman was one of our, probably one of our highlights of this year. Yeah. Well, we and, had, that was, that was fun in so many ways, partially because we weren't doing it at a regular time. And then we had this show on a Sunday and it just felt like a Sunday afternoon where we're just having this crazy time with our masks on and talking about everything and anything. And I think it was our, was that our world record longest podcast? It was. I was just about to say, it also broke all of our records because yeah. we went I want, it's like an hour and a half mm-hmm. almost. And at that like hour and a half mark, I was just like, is anybody still going to be watching this? I don't after know. After an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> I, I think it was our highest rated episode that we've ever had too. So I think they watched at least a good chunk of it. Maybe when we got to the part about ducks, they're like, they've gone off the rails now. 
I know. That's why now, if I know a guest has ducks, I just start with ducks. You start with the ducks. So my leading question is, tell me about your ducks. Tell me about those ducks you Mm -hmm. have. Um, For people who might be weirdly stumbling into this podcast for the very first time, welcome to Vox Vomitus. I love ducks and all Mm -hmm. animals. So, you know, I think Allison and I both research our guests. And um, so Allison really knows what they've I mean, we look at their bios and if they have a Wikipedia Jen page. them on Instagram looking for cute animal pictures. And I do like, who's this dog? What's his name? Is he a good yeah. boy? Yeah. That's, that's basically Yeah, that's my doing. research. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's pretty much that. Yeah. And then I usually pull some book out that my that their book reminded me of. And then they're going, I've never heard of this. Please stop asking me stumper questions. And I never mean to stump a guest. I'm usually like, ooh, is this where you got the idea from? Or did you see this too? And they just shake their head at me going, no, 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 (laughs) that's okay. That's okay too. I think that's one of the great things about books is everybody comes to it and has their own set of references. And you never know when someone reads your book, what they're going to come to and go, oh, I see this connection here. Did you see that? And you're like, "Uh -uh." well, especially I think it happens a lot. In genre fiction, okay. I notice because um, horror fans, sci-fi fans, fantasy fans were usually fans of all of those things. So, like horror people love sci-fi, and sci-fi people love horror. Like, or at least there's a crossover mm-hmm. with some of our authors. So it's it's fun to kind of find what we think are Easter eggs. Like, oh, did you do this because? And they're like, you're obsessed with Peter Straub too. And they're like, well, I am obsessed with Peter Straub, but not. <laughs> but not that but not that not not that reference like i wanted it to be this and they said no it was an easter egg but not what you hoped it was i know i did that with matt ruff there was a yes Margo, i was gonna say there was there a margo reference, reference in there and he's like no it's to margo robbie because we're besties I'm like, oh okay never mind <laughs> and you're like oh <laughs> not what I thought. yeah i've seen margo robbie in movies <laughs> yeah she doesn't talk to me though she's not yeah, like, friends what? on insta <laughs> no no just I am, I am like, here are famous people. I'm about 800 feet that way. And not well, by like a restraining order or anything. I mean, not, no. not like that. Just yeah. I don't, they're not any. You're not being orbits. forced to stand no. 800 feet no. away. Mm-mm. Well, I feel like this show has gotten us um, in like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon <laughs> kind of. Because we've met some people who obviously their movies, their books have turned into movies mm-hmm. or that they know famous people. So, and we're like. We're like, talking to them, and usually we're even coherent. Usually. usually, sometimes yeah. we get a little. Sometimes we get excited. Yeah, I will say I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said that they had never seen two co-hosts that were like so in sync, and they even used the words "it's like you share the same brain." And oh, I was like, "Oh, we do. Mm-hmm. We do. We do." Because they said you don't very you don't very often speak over each other, and when you do, you're saying the same thing. <laughs> exactly. It's like we finished each other's sandwiches. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't say sandwiches. I'm starving. Did you not eat? Um, I had a really abnormally large lunch because after this, for anybody who wants to know what I do on Wednesday nights, I take a class. Right. Right after. So you're this. not going to eat until after. Yeah. So okay. and my class lasts till ten tonight. So I had like like a freakishly large lunch and a snack. So then you should, you should be fine. Oh, but then I forget it's six for you. I'm going like, three, aren't you still full? And then I remember lunch was hours and hours ago. Hours ago. I'm sorry. And I love eating. Except for the meat. Yep. Oh, I do have my puppy next to me. So I should probably start. 
well, I should stop saying words like. Oh, does your dog eat lunch? He doesn't, but he knows that when I eat. Oh, he gets L U N C H. He gets like a little piece of cheese. C H E E S E. Now I'm just going to spell the rest of the episode. Like I'm sitting next to a toddler. Your dog can't spell. He only knows certain letters, like if we, and I can't even say them. Oh, I know which ones, the ones that, the ones that end with something, something's still binging for me. I keep having to turn something off. Sorry. Um, Anyway. It was a binging that was just like, Jennifer, please stop spelling for the rest of the show. No, it wasn't. I usually make sure I turn stuff off, but I I didn't because I was, I was more casual because usually for people who don't know how the functioning of things like StreamYard work. We get on beforehand. We make sure our guests levels are good but because it was just the two of us. We just kind of came on and sat there and went, all right, you good? We ready to go? Okay, sure. And then I forgot to close out all my, my yeah. little extra. We spent a little time fluffing our hair. My hair still took, is not doing it. We took some I selfies. I took my selfies before I even joined StreamYard. See, and mine didn't come out. So I'm uh, sure mine didn't either. <laughs> It's fine. It's all good. It's all good. Everybody, anybody who sees my Instagram is going, you don't need more selfies. You can stop now. And I, well, I, you and I do the same thing. It's like every time we do a selfie, we're usually, it's on show day. Yeah. Because oh. it's like, oh, <laughs> don't knock it everyone. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> like, and there's your bed. This, this is a, uh, it's a screen separator because I'm sitting here in a larger room and that we have a nice background behind me, but it will fall down if I go whack. Yeah. So I'll try to stay more still. But this is like our one slash to two days a week that we go full glam. I mean, I'm wearing oh, yeah. glitter. You're wearing gl- glitter. I have velvet and this is like the one day a week I put on makeup. And I, I think, I don't know if I've told the story on there, but I know I've told you before that after this, I usually go and I take my kids to choir and I've been seen by people who see me all the time. And sometimes I don't get recognized because I guess oh, I look so different. With, oh, you don't, you don't have a hoodie on and a really bad bun. That's interesting. Well, I, you know, I will say when the pandemic first started and we were going out in public a little bit more than we are now, but we were still masked and my hair was in a weird bun. I thought, this is kind of great. No one's going to recognize me. Yeah. It's a town uh, like where we would normally do groceries. Uh, Myself, my husband are pretty well known in the town. Mm-hmm. Because we've done a lot of like charity things and we've done a lot of performances. Kind of celebrities. We're kind of celebrities in a very small New Hampshire town. <laughs> so I thought no one's going to recognize me. Glasses, bad bun, mask, hobo clothes. Because hobo. this was when we were deep in the daytime pajamas versus nighttime pajamas phase. Mm-hmm. And I remember laughing in the grocery store and everybody who listens to this podcast knows that I have like a really loud, awful laugh. It's like, oh, <laughs> you know. Um, so that laugh like burst out of me in Head the grocery turn. store and like four people came up and they were like, Jennifer. And they're like, Oh, look at your hair. And I'm like, Oh no. Cause it was one of those like buns that's here, my hair right like, on top of my head, not even trying to be a ballerina bun, just like mm-hmm. smack dab on the top, like a bird's nest. Hi everyone. Hi. Glam- this is a glamorous life of podcasting. Yeah, not so much. But speaking of glamorous, I feel like you have uh, an announcement that is fancy. It's I don't know how glamorous it is, but it's glamorous. I, I'm I'm I guess slightly a day early, but I I wasn't told to keep it under wraps. But Dibs has won the NN Light Book Award for rom com for the year. So yeah, I have my Dibs here. I don't usually have my book ready, but <gasps> cheers to you! 
and there's a tiny bit of bourbon in my eggnog, so it's wait. Very you have fitting. bourbon in yours? Okay, well, I the poured only bourbon some bourbon I have is on that cover. The yeah. cover that if people she don't know, is, she designed the cover. That this is your work. It was my work. But yes, it's so. very fitting that my work is just a glass of bourbon. <laughs> I, I mean, it's aesthetically, it's accurate. You know, it's, I know it's a accurate lot of for people, both of our brandings. It is, and it's funny because there's a lot of talk about book covers and what things should look like, and I feel like mine fit my books because they're not just like every other romance out there, so they kind of look a little different, and they're not cartoony, so they don't have the artistic front that's drawn people that may or may not have all of their features. A lot of times they have no faces. Have you noticed yeah, that? Yeah, I have noticed that. Yeah, I, have I, don't know what the, I don't know what it is about that, but they have maybe yeah. missing faces. And I'm missing definitely faces, not... Sometimes they just that. have lips and the lips are like perfect lipstick. And they but they so have they do like... Mine cause, mm, I don't know what I did. Your lipstick looks good. I'm wearing a different color today for those of you who are just listening to this and not watching it. Um... <laughs> Can it you hear that? She's got a different I have a different color lipstick on today. <laughs> um, yeah, I just decided to go all out for the holiday episode. I did a face mask earlier. This will take us. Yeah, we both we do that. We have that tendency as far as sharing a brain. The day where we go, I just put a face. I just put a color mask on my hair. Me too. Which product? Same product as yours. No. Are your hands bright red now? Yeah, yes. are. it looks like I murdered something small, <laughs> or a cupcake, like just smash. Or it yeah, like, like a smash, smash a cupcake. Definitely not murdering cupcake. anything small. It's all right. It's all good. So you want to add a little mystery, like mystery. start writing crime, start writing. I'm I'm leaving all anything scary and anything murdery. That's. You're on this side. It's so confusing. You're over here. See, there. And it's bad enough. I don't know my right from left to begin with, but even then I can see you and I have to point opposite of where you are. This is like making my brain do mirror work. No, we don't need that. I don't have the mental capacity to do that at this hour. Sorry. I used it all up trying to get shoes and socks on my kids. And you did that. Christmas miracle. Repeatedly. We've already talked about it. So this year we've read for just for this show just for this show like 50 bucks i was gonna say it's it's close to 50 if not exactly 50 and i know that for there was a couple of like i didn't finish on time yeah certain ones i couldn't but then people who don't don't necessarily know jen and i each also host a genre specific show in our wheelhouse so jen like a uh, spin-off show it's a spin-off show it's It's like our treasures it's our yeah. it's our like this is cheers this is cheers oh cheers 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 but so yeah, jen I, jen hosts but you do let's scare jennifer to death and that's and yeah that's horror, horror and true crime and anything that i'm like about yeah. anything that you're like please don't need let make me read a book where any number of really horrifying things i'm happen. not reading the human centipede I know I it's don't even I'm not I'm not gonna read a book that's like that. That's not me. And then and then I host To the Moon Allison, which is science fiction, fantasy, speculative fiction, and romance, because that's that's me. So you have to add those books too, as far as how many we've read, but most of what we've read we've overlapped. So there's a handful that you read and I didn't read, and a handful right. that I read and you didn't have to read, but generally 
our, our Goodreads would look pretty darn looks similar. pretty similar. So I feel like we have a, an amazing book club of you yeah, and I. Of us. <laughs> of us. Um, and what I love so much is I feel like a lot of the times, like our tastes overlap too. So yeah. when, you know, we cheated, we talked about this a little bit last night. We were like, what are your favorite books out of what we've read together yes. of the year? Um, and we both said some of the same ones. Like we, we both said um, The Family Plot yes, by Megan Collins. Collins. I wish oh. I still want like a tombstone cookie right here to be Megan Collins cookies. Yeah, we were we were joking. We don't have an official. Hey, we're gonna do an award show or anything. But if we did, it would be called the Voxies. The Voxies, because because Jen said calling them the vomits was a bad idea. It is a bad <laughs> idea. I feel like it would give. I the won wrong... the vomits. <laughs> oh my gosh, I won best <laughs> vomit of romance. Like, no, that would be bad. Nobody, wants nobody that. would want that. <laughs> um, but a Voxie sounds kind of cute. And then we could that night we could be the Foxy Voxy vixens. We would we would be a uh, very very phenomenal that way. We would be yeah. So if we did give out awards, which we're not, we're not, um, these are just the ones that stayed with us. Cause also we've been doing this show about a year and a half now because we started a year ago summer. And now at this point we've had so many that we can see patterns that have merged and going, okay, we, we both like books like this. Yeah. These ones didn't really work for us. And then there are some that you're like, that was just so good, but it was just, but it, it doesn't stick. (laughs) <laughs> like like it's not the spaghetti's not done yet or the teflon book the teflon book um but there are some that i think just have like that little that zhuzh that yes. magic factor ones that just stick with you and you're like i can't get over this book I and why am i still thinking about this book months later mm-hmm. and megan collins a family plot definitely yes. had that um, so for those of you who haven't read that yet it is about a very dysfunctional family who was schooled entirely using the art of true crime and serial killers serial killers for your, um, for your syllabus and yeah so they're obviously homeschooled that's not a school <laughs> you can go to what um, public school district is this i'm going to complain exactly oh, like my tax dollars pay for that no um, no they didn't they did not these are homeschooled also guys this is fiction everything we've read is fiction we have yet to have a non-fiction author on at some point we should we will. But we will. not yet hasn't happened not yet in maybe in the works because it's hard to say use the words like vomit when we're talking to like a non about a non-fiction book if they're like this is my memoir and we're like oh tell us all the crappy parts that you cut out of your memoir because that's you know kind of what we talk about on this show and they're like yeah that was my childhood trauma well but tell us anyway yeah oh well and i still would love to have one of the books that i loved that i don't think you've read yet is uh now I'm going to get the name right. The Theater of War by Brian Dories, I think. Only because, and this is why you don't you don't want to read it. You want to listen to it because Adam Driver's the narrator. <gasps> That's right. That's right. See? And, and that, <laughs> that one's one of my favorites. So if we could ever get that one on, we don't need the author. We just want Adam Driver. <laughs> yeah, we, could just, we could do a podcast where we listen to that um, the book and just comment on it as like comment live. Okay, we should we should do that because we'll that do, we should. I don't, like a, I don't know like if we're allowed science. to do that because I'm pretty sure yeah. at some point copyright we would have been using way too much and they're like you can't can't keep keep using. We'll find out like the exact like, minute hmm. mark that we could use. I think you can use a certain amount of stuff for like review or promotional purposes. 
and then we could that. we could review that, and then we'll just spend the rest of the time talking about Adam Driver's voice on girls, <laughs> on, on girls, <laughs> and then that time on girls, and then this time when he was in Star Wars. Like, this has nothing to the book. I know. <laughs> we'll just like play like you know whatever. If it's like four minutes, we can play of mm-hmm. like everything that Adam Driver has been in, and then we'll end it with the SNL skit where he's the old guy, old man, making Keith yes. Davidson lose character. That is my favorite. That's my favorite too. I watch it. Once every few weeks, probably. But again, this is one of the books that I've read that you didn't read. So it would not be eligible for a Voxy, which does not mm-hmm. exist. Which it doesn't exist. Imagine it. Um, I think another book that you and I both keep talking about is Sarah Langan's Good Neighbors. Okay. So Sarah Langan. So here's where one of the things we were talking about. We were talking about because right now it is award season. There are a lot of people doing their year-end lists or their awards. And we were talking about categories because sometimes we see things where the categories maybe don't line up with what we think they should. And I know I've seen some, I can't say the word Google, some Google forms, some lady Google forms floating around for different categories. And we were talking about how some of the things we love the most don't fit categories. And Sarah Langan's book, we're like, what was this? It's dystopia. It's a, set in the future but it didn't really feel like it was set in the future. it's domestic and it's, it's domestic suspense horror. meets dystopia meets a little bit of horror meets... and then there was the goonies in there too and there was goonies and there was like a coming of age story yes and like even like a little bit of like kind of like sci-fi just a touch and just a touch just a, like a like a little pinch of well, it and we talked to sarah about just that kind of placement of it's horror but not really and not enough that the book club set yeah can't still have their wine and the book and go i enjoyed this because the cover still looked like women's fiction and really approachable yes. have like blood and gore and i won't i won't name names but there are, there are some designers i see who have these phenomenal horror covers and sarah's definitely <laughs> didn't look like that it looked very just sweet and approachable. yeah it so looked cool. like a book club book yes and, and i know that there was a cover club is becoming it. a category now yeah and who knew that was a category and, and I feel like that, like, is that the category for like almost all the books that were like, oh, I really liked it, but I don't know where it fits. Like just maybe. literary enough, but also like a pinch of genre fiction. Well, and some of the stuff that I've really liked is definitely genre and literary, but yeah. I don't think fits in book club. Like I know one of the ones that I've told you about, but you haven't read yet is, is Bubblegum. And that one yeah. I did not read for the show. And, and it's seriously like this big chunky yeah. book. And I don't know any book club who would vote to read that. I mean, that would be a really, really small book club. It'd be me and like two other gluttons for punishment. I feel like it would be the same kind of people who would like pick like the House of Leaves. Yes. And they're going, I'm not even sure where to begin. Let's start drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just start with that and see what happens. It's good. It's all good. Yeah. So Sarah's book didn't fit into kind of any category that... In a good way. Right. It didn't fit neatly in a category. Let's right. just put it that way. But and it fit she, in categories. You know, and she, um, before Good Neighbors, was primarily known as a horror novelist. Right. But she had taken um, kind of a big chunk of time between her last horror novel and this. So we had Sarah on the show. It, I, she didn't come to us through a publicist. She came to us from me stalking, stalking her. her on mm-hmm. Facebook. Yeah. Um What's funny is she's she's on Facebook, but she's not on Facebook all the time. Mm-hmm. But when her book was coming out, she was on Facebook more. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot I'm friends with Sarah Langan on Facebook. Because <laughs> I, I think I friended friend. her like 10 years ago when I was oh, just wow. like kind of obsessed with like her horror work. 
And then I was like, I wonder. So I just started like liking everything she posted (laughs) and like commenting on things Um, and hoping not to seem weird. And then I just, I asked her and she said yes. And she was such a fun guest. She drank scotch and we laughed a lot. (laughs) Well, and that was just a phenomenal book. And sometimes we talk about what kind of guests we love to have on. And it's always ideal if we loved the book and the person is really easy to talk to because sometimes we love the book, but the conversation isn't necessarily easy. And sometimes the book wasn't necessarily our cup of tea, but the the author, it was so fun to talk to. And we'll take, we'll take whatever. We're, we're always happy. But when it's all of those things together, that's just- Those are the magic, the magic books, the magic guests. Um, and we've been very lucky on this we show have, to we have. have you know, a, a good combo of, of books and people and everything. We also had a great time and both loved the book, The Photographer by Mary Dixie Carter. Yes. Okay. And when Mary Dixie came on, she may be one of the memorable guests as far as where she was doing this from because she was on vacation and was like, yeah, my kids are down at the water park. I'm like, oh, we're sorry. She's like, I'm not. Yeah. And then she, she <laughs> wanted to drink with us. She yes. was like, I want to have a cocktail. So she like, you know, she's in this hotel and she, she like, paper cup. she had a paper cup of she wine did. and it was just like, yes, she was so cute. And we're like, you're our people. You're our people. Things. She's like, is it bad that it's in a paper cup? We're like, it's better. No. It's better than it's a paper cup. Shows how much you wanted this. We'll, yeah. we'll take it. And that was, and that was so much fun. And that, that book also was one of those where I don't think either one of us really saw that coming. No, nope. knowing what was happening with that, and and then that's when we're. It's hard to talk about without spoiling any of it because it's what we've we've read. I feel like probably if you said how many books have you read that are fitting it loosely in the domestic thriller category, that would probably be our biggest category. Yeah, and because I feel like yeah, thriller, mm-hmm. domestic suspense, crime ish. Mm-hmm. Th- those kind of all like blend together, right? Well, and under like a big subcategory and it's a very popular, like it's a very popular. Well, and because there are, there are subcategories and I want to say, was it, was it Vera Kurian who, who told us the difference between a mystery and a thriller? Was that who gave us that explanation? Because I, because those aren't my wheelhouses. I've read both, but I don't think I would have ever known which is which. And they're, they're usually grouped together. But then she was explaining the thriller is kind of moving forward and is fast paced and a mystery is it had already occurred. So yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a definition nobody bothered telling me before. And I think that's good to know. It took me a lot. I feel like it took me until I was like writing what I thought was a thriller when I realized, oh, this is not a thriller. Because <laughs> because some, like somebody said, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. In the thrillers, it's... And they said like everything opposite of what I was writing. It was like really short chapters, no flashbacks. Everything's moving forward. I'm like, <laughs> oh. I'm going to have to rethink this. Writing a thriller. Well, it's funny though, because so those who know me off of this show know that one of the things I do way too much is I beta. And one of, and people don't know what a beta read is. We're like, what the heck's a beta? Because I I say this and my husband wants to go, it's a fish. And he he knows he just likes to make the the low hanging fruit joke there. Um, But I recently had the privilege of betaing for one of my friends. And she writes, I read mostly like her romantic comedies. And this one was definitely not that. And she's like, so what genre is? Like, that's a trick question, right? You know that I don't know genres. You know, I won't get this right. And, and I kind of tried to go, it fits in this and this and this. And is there a subgenre of this? Because I, I feel like it could kind of be over here. And that's one of the hard things is that 
some people seem to know that there are these rules for these genres. And if you don't fit there, then you can't really sit comfortably in that. Mm -hmm. But Lord help me, there's no cheat sheet on the internet that says, here are what the genres are. And yeah, and it's also not like a cocktail. Like we don't know which things mix well with each other. You know, like sun and vodka? Don't. I learned that. Oh, I would argue depending on the flavor of Capri Sun and depending on if you're in college or not. Okay. So were we in college? I law think school counts as college. I may have still, I mean, I want to say I was in law school. I'm trying to remember when this happened, but I was camping and I could ask my friend Renee what we were, where, what time it was when this was, it would have been law school-ish or maybe college. And again, it was Capri Sun and vodka because we'd send the, the boys out to get drinks and that's what they came back with and we're like really i know know i've had capri sun like lemon drink and vodka okay i know for a fact i want to say it was like malibu cooler or something (laughs) is that the blue one (laughs) i don't even know pacific cool pacific crush now i don't remember any of my capri sun flavors because it's i can't as as a mom i don't give my kids capri sun you know why they can't do the stupid little pouches so the box is a lot easier Pouches are impossible to open. They're not, I don't like them. Even for grownups. No, I can't, can't do it. But genre. <laughs> genre. They don't know, always mix. You're right. They don't always mix. Um, Cause I always like to say like, oh, like I write literary horror or literary such and such. And I've had people go like literary horror. What does that even mean? And I'm like, read it. I don't know. I know. Like you tell me, this is what I've been told by people who write literary fiction. Exactly. Well, and so even the word literary, I feel like is kind of loaded. Because mm-hmm. it was never a term I applied to myself, but I had it applied to me by people in the industry. Same. Like this is literary, and I'm going, is that a good thing or not? And then, of no. course, does that mean it won't sell? <laughs> Laurie's giving us some uh, tips. You have to mix it up. Cream soda with vodka is lovely and a nice bite. Mm. Have you done cream soda and vodka? No. I don't actually know if I even like cream soda, so I'm not sure I want to make. I know I did when I was a kid, but I don't. As as but you probably didn't have vodka as a kid. I know, probably. I did not. Okay, just checking. Like I had to think about it. I was like, things I may have had underage was vodka. Nope, nope, not one of them. I mean, I definitely had vodka when I was underage, but as a kid, as a kid who's like cream soda age, yeah, eight. I don't know. But yeah, as far as, as far as going, okay, what does literary mean? Some people think, oh, well, that's, it's pretentious. Other people say, oh, it means it has no plot. Other people just say, it means it won't sell. Oh, it means you're getting a much smaller advance because it's literary. (laughs) It can be all of those things. It's all of those things and more. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't even really know what those things mean, but it was interesting because I was talking with a writer friend a couple of days ago and we were talking about what things draw us to certain books And we were ranking like plot characters, prose. And for me, I was like, prose one, characters two, plot third. He was completely flopped. He was like, unless the prose is so clunky, I can't read it. I don't even care. And my jaw just kind of, but I realized everybody has different preferences about like what draws them in. And for me, not that I don't want a good plot. And if, if there is whatever the plot is, has to be believable and engaging. Mm -hmm. But I don't pick up a book because I think the plot necessarily sounds amazing. Yeah, the plot is yeah. the, what I'm there for the least. Right, right. And but I uh, think definitely the prose because I'm a huge like sucker for 
atmosphere and language. Mm -hmm. But prose and characters for me kind of go hand in hand. And the characters don't need to be likable. They just need to be like well-crafted and interesting. Yeah, because you're not going to engage with one where you're just Mm -hmm. bored by them. So it's not so much relatable because, I mean, I definitely don't want to relate with some of the characters that make a really interesting story. I don't want to relate with the characters that I write. Yours are also sad. Well, that's the literary part. Well, that's true. <laughs> which is which oh. is when we joke. We're like, yes, you have the sad versions of the characters, and mine have the happily ever after yeah. the romance. <laughs> Only for my romance. Yeah. I mean, I don't generally write super sad endings. That's not usually what I do. I try to write ambiguous endings. Yeah, I, I do the ambiguous. Be. When I'm literary, when I'm speculative, I'm more ambiguous. With with my contemporary romances, I'm no. Pretty that needs an H E A, a happily yeah. ever after. It or so because there's there's a genre or happily for now. At, at any given time, you can find somebody arguing on Twitter about whether romances must have an HEA. Yeah, right I there. think they do, or else that, then it's a love story. That's this they, is well, what exactly. I was told. I yeah, was, no, by it, somebody exactly. in the industry, they said mm-hmm. if it doesn't have a happy ending, then it's a love story. It's right. not a romance. A romance requires the happily ever after, or at least the HFN happy for now. No, and that's and that's fine. And I I just think it's funny because there's always people willing to argue about it, where it's like, well, don't don't confine me by your genre expectations and it's not really one person's expectations but it is the romance readers reason for reading it is yeah and you don't want you know you're calling it something calling it a romance is promising the reader something and if you're not going to give it to them you're gonna have an angry reader yeah or at least a disappointed reader they want their mistletoe man they want their mistletoe they do they do. We could talk about this forever, honestly. Like I would talk about genres and what genre are we? And oh, I know, but we do. And, you and, and I do it us. on our texts, which yeah. fortunately people don't have to read. Like, are you guys on this again? Yes, yes, we are. Yes, we, we are. Still it out. We're still confused. Yep, still, still confused. I feel like the main things that we mention in our texts, and I'll just do this as our year-end text wrap-up: <laughs> genre stuff. What genre are we? What genre is this? Mm-hmm. Um. Is this a word? Random insert pseudo yeah. word. Mm-hmm. Is this a sentence? We do that a lot. Um, does this sentence make sense? Then there's Adam Driver stuff. There is. There's also a lot of me going, I, I don't want to type this email. Am I going to type this email? No, I'm not typing this email. I might. Yeah, there's that. I'm thinking about it. There's that. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> nobody has to read those. Well, except you. Yeah. Sorry. But that's okay. That's, we have one brain. So I need to know if my brain, well, the other half of my brain is busy sending an email, then I don't need to send any emails. <laughs> I won't, I won't bother with the emails today. No, but we've read, we've read so many amazing books and so many different genres and so many books that we go, I don't even know what genre this is. And we've read plenty that were definitely, this was a horror or this was suspense. Mm-hmm. We've had some, I, I will have a category of most misleading title from a book I really enjoyed. Do you know which one that was? Do you remember that one? Oh, I do. Which most one? misleading title for me is The Dead Girl in 2A, which I'm oh, trying to remember. Yeah. Um, um, it, was, it was Carter. I'm blanking on Carter's last name. Yeah, because you read, I read The two Dead Girl in 2A, and then because and I read The Dead, the Hus- Dead Husband. Right. And both and of those, I feel both like. Both of those are misleading. I was like, oh, that's not where I thought they no. were getting their title mm-hmm. from. Because that dead husband involved a dead husband, but that was not the the only or even, I would say, primary driving narrative right. of the book. 
But the other one that I read was um, The Dead Girl in 2A. And if you look really carefully at the cover, you see there's an airplane. And then that's when you realize there's they're referring to the seat 2A. Right. And I always thought it was going to be about an apartment, like the woman in the cabin and the woman in the window and the woman in the cabin in the window, you know. And ultimately she wasn't dead. So there's that. (laughs) So on that note. Misleading title. (laughs) That's not a category. I was going to say that's a, that's a voxy category. That's a voxy category of most, (laughs) most confusing title, title that confused the hosts, the most. Hosts. On that note, I am going to say this is our year-end wrap-up, but we will be back next week. We don't know exactly what time because we have CJ Cook and she is in Scotland. So um, we obviously can't go live at our normal time because it would be the middle of the night for poor CJ. We've done that with people and if we and know better. We did that with CJ when we had her on the show last time. Right. And who did we have recently? We had um, we had the people from, oh God, I can um Well, one of I them feel from it just, feel below it just the beneath the ribs. So yeah. Janina Matthewson was in the UK and I didn't know that, but we had somebody else was also like a midnight one. And I'm trying yes. to remember who that was. It was before that. Yeah. It was recently. My, my brain is just shut down going, nope, don't remember. Don't remember. Oh, was it a good death? Was it a good death? Was that the one where she, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was too. That's those, right. those are two great books too. Yeah. I feel it just below the ribs was also another one of my favorites of this year. Yes, it absolutely was found. For, again, language. Best found manuscript. <laughs> and that was the only one we read this year too. <laughs> found manuscript that we just happened to find <laughs> on our show. So thank you, Allison, for yeah. everything. Thank you, Roman Seraton, our producer. Thank you, Pam Stack, our executive producer. This has been a copywritten podcast by the authors on the Air Global Radio Network. And we will see you all next week. We are waving bye. Bye. Thank you. Drink your eggnog.